0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. You are listening to KC sports network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas city sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible.
1: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am BJ Kissel. That is Ken Swanson, and this is the KCSN Live post-game show from the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas. Chiefs take care of business 44-21 over the Arizona Cardinals in week one as Patrick Mahomes moves to 5-0 on the season, or excuse me, in his career in week one games with 18 touchdowns, zero interceptions. There's a lot to break down. We appreciate you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching on youtube facebook wherever it's at we appreciate our friends over at 101 the fox if you're watching on their facebook page we appreciate our friends from arizona that have been hanging out with us at the kingdom bar kent that was a good way to get this season started
2: Stress-free and most what most we'll, most we'll ways. get into we'll get the injuries. In second, we will get yeah. into the injuries. No, I mean, hey, excellent uh, execution across the board. I think you got to be excited about a lot of things you saw offensively and defensively. Positive things. Got to turn the page relatively quick here, but we've got plenty to cover about a very dominant performance on both sides of the ball from the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, we are going to break it down, and just in a little bit, we will be joined by. Matt Lane and Craig Stout. The other two-thirds of the KC Laboratory along with Ken Swanson get their show tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central time as they will be going live. But uh, let's go through some of the headlines in this game, Kent. It's got to start with the quarterback with Patrick Mahomes finishing 30 of 39 for 360 yards and five touchdowns, which in and of itself in any NFL game is impressive. On the road. Impressive, and the fact that he did it with basically one hand for the entire game, even more impressive. But it's Patrick Mahomes. We're kind of used to it at this point.
2: Yeah, injured his hand early, wasn't even using one of his hands for handoffs. Like he was using opposite hand for some of his hands off, handoffs at the end of the game. But this man just put it on an absolute. Wonderful performance. I mean, he was efficient. He was sharp. He was making really good decisions with the football. Didn't put it at risk. I don't remember any plays really, any throws really being challenged in any real way. The ball was just getting where it needed to be. You saw some of the special. You saw some of those bright moments. But he was just dominant across the board. Good pocket navigation, uh, escapability when he needed to. I mean, there's not much to poke holes at in week one.
1: Yeah, offensively, this was just a beautiful performance by the Chiefs. They finished with 488 yards of total offense, averaged 7.4 yards per play, and there's a lot to get into with that. What we saw from Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that combination looks every bit as (laughs) lethal as it has ever looked before. And so... We're going to get into that. I know Matt and Cra- or Maddie and Craig are going to have some thoughts on that as well. But everybody, if you are watching this, please hit that like and subscribe button. And then let us know in the comments section what your top takeaways, what your headlines from this game are. And not to to throw you know a wet blanket over this right now, but we can't talk about this game and get into even five minutes into this show and not talk about the injuries that are coming. Mainly, it's a short week. And it's a huge game on Thursday night against the Chargers. And I was losing track of how many players got injured, but we know that Mahomes has got the wrist that they were talking about. There There we go. Tucker all over it. Patrick Mahomes with the wrist. Harrison Butker with the ankle. Trey Smith with the ankle. Trent McDuffie with the hamstring. And Justin Watson with a chest injury. And again, coming into a short week, going up against the Chargers on thursday night that's not what you want to see
2: yeah that's that was the one damper on on this game as you saw some of the injuries that have happened and it's it's key areas and I mean, Harrison Bucker's injury presented a little bit of chaos at, at different times. So Justin Reed kicked, served as the kickoff man. Awesome that? It was awesome. It, a, kinda, it was
1: fun. Night, like At the beginning of the game, it was like, this is going to be a top storyline. It ended up not being a huge thing, but still going back. And Harrison Bucker kicking a 54-yard field goal by basically taking one step. I mean, you even got the holy out of like Andy Reed on the sideline after he kicked that field goal. That is one of the most impressive kicks that, I've ever seen at that level. Not that not that there was a ton of pressure around it, but just physically for him to be able to go out and do that, taking one step and kicking it that far, just shows you when they talk about his range, maybe being out to seventy yards, that you take a full run at it. Freaking impressive!
2: It was a it was a it was a gutsy kick. Maybe from a physical perspective, one of the gutsiest, if not the gutsiest, kick I've ever seen. You know, like I know some guys have made some you know crunch time kicks, but like just gutting through that with a one step kick from fifty four out. Kickers are, are just different these days. This is insane. and But, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just the Bucker, you know, injury. Obviously, Mahomes' hand is going to be the subject for the yeah. next three or four days. A little concerned. It sounds like they're going to do some x-rays after the game today to kind of help, you know, uh, assess uh, the issues there. Everyone's going to be holding their breath here in Kansas City a little bit, I think, just because, look, uh, that man played incredible uh, today with the broke you – know, well, who knows – whatever the wrist injury is yeah looked bad it's swollen it, it looked awful it was an incredible performance but you know you're worrying about the next 16 games and, and a short turnaround here in four days
1: yeah it's not something you want to linger throughout the entire season with right. Patrick Mahomes and again mentioned it earlier but based on the reports that we heard that they were going to do an x-ray probably tomorrow just to be sure on whatever he was playing through but that's something that you don't want to linger with Patrick Mahomes even though it is his left hand seemed to have some effect with some of the shotgun snaps. We saw a couple of handoffs that got a little funky, handing off with the wrong hand, um, but not something you want to linger for Patrick Holmes and this offense. But those are the the headlines so far. And just for the defense, uh, I know the final you know yardage total for the Cardinals. I think it ended up 282 yards of total offense. 4.5. was wasn't good, <laughs> but that was really the last quarter yeah. when the game was kind of out already. Hand they picked up a lot of those yards. Uh, when she's kind of backed off some things and maybe threw in some tendency breakers or some stuff that they wouldn't normally do in those situations, uh, which we know happens. Oh, yeah. Um, th- but this is a great game plan by Steve Spagnuolo. I think we'll get into that a little bit later with Craig and Maddie. But what they were able to do against the unique talent in Kyler Murray uh, and what he presents you off defensively problems to try to contain him but Chiefs did a fantastic job early in this game really making him uncomfortable uh, as we sit here with the the final headline and just that the Chiefs defense thought they did a fantastic job a lot of young guys been talked about all offseason but they did a really good job of just containing Kyler Murray and just really really setting the tone for this game from the beginning
2: they kind of eliminated Kyler's legs in a big big way I mean it was it was you know like they I'm looking here Kyler Murray rushing five carries 29 yards 21 of them came on one play there was a long one one long run of 21 yards on on kyler murray's day but they really did a good job of kind of just eliminating his mobility um the contain rush was really really strong um i don't think kyler had his sharpest game i think he made some really poor decisions but if i look at at, at what the chiefs did to disrupt that i mean they they played a significant factor in all this Thank and uh, I, I, I think they just I, I can't speak more highly of what Steve Spagnolo, a young core, a new core Like we don't just talk about like, you know, we talk about the young guys on this defense, but it's a new core in a lot of ways, too, because you've got Justin Reed back there as well. The key, yep. you know, free agent signing the, the safeties are such a crucial part of what this defense does and all the pieces played extremely well together. Uh, I I was very pleased with what they were able to do front and back and everything looked really good.
1: Yeah. That brings us to the next point that we're going to talk about before we bring on Matt and Craig um, here in just a couple of minutes. Um, Let's talk about some of the turning points in this game. It's hard because the game got kind of out of hand early, but we mentioned it early in the first half, or excuse me er, at the end of the first half where the Chiefs' defense did a great job of stopping Kyler Murray and the Cardinals offense gave the ball back with less than a minute to go to the chiefs offense to get a big play to Juju across the middle. He doesn't, Feel the linebacker kind of coming down, chasing him from behind, knocks the ball out, and all of a sudden the Chiefs' defense, but they felt like they just did a good job getting the ball back to their offense, try to put some points up at the end of the first half. All of a sudden, they're looking at Cardinals have the ball offensively on their half of the field, and they've got to turn around and make a big stop. That's exactly what they did. And I think the biggest play on that one, we've talked about it, and it shouldn't be forgotten. Because of what the final score was, but Juan Thornhill's play on the pass to Andy Isabella along the sideline, where he just fully laid out, almost made would have been a miraculous interception to get his feet in bounds, but even break up that pass because Isabella's feet were going to be in bounds. It was going to be a reception somewhere between the twenty and thirty yard line. They were going to put up points. Did he not make that play?
2: Yeah, it was right. I think it was just inside the twenty too. Like that was, you know, the chip shot field goal, maybe more. And you know, the Chiefs, like the Chiefs, were kind of in a situation where okay, there. I think they're up twenty to seven at that point. If yep. Arizona gets points there, they get the ball back to start the second half. Like that's 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 treacherous territory there to, to let the team back in in a game where you want it to be a little bit more comfortable because of some of the injuries you're experiencing, maybe give you a little time to rest Mahomes, the which they were ultimately able to do. That play there forced them to extend that drive. They didn't get anything out of that drive when it was all said and done. Chiefs go down. They get that Harrison Butker field goal who guts who guts out a field goal to, to close the half. With you know one step from 54 yards out, I mean that that sequence really did did a did a number in that game and kind of helped solidify that game.
1: Yeah, you look at the the Cardinals offense first drive three plays two yards punt, second drive that's when they went 11 plays 75 yards got the touchdown, but then the next drive three plays six yards punt, next drive five plays 27 yards punt, next drive four plays that was the one we were just talking about eight yards basically gave up the ball on downs with that nice uh, fourth-down defensive stop uh, where Steve Spagnuolo got some pressure. But, can okay, we just talked about that as being kind of a turning point. Where What other turning, po- turning points did you see from the Chiefs in this game against the Cardinals?
2: Yeah, so the Chiefs have a two-possession lead to go into the half, and they come back out. And I think the turning point for me was, like, where they picked up in the second half. They just – they continued to – that string of dominance on both sides of the football to, to end uh, – you know, to start the second half. And that was massive. That was huge. Like, that was – you know that was leaving no doubt in this game and letting the chiefs kind of coast and manage the remainder of the game forcing a punt on five plays in the first possession for Arizona and then coming right out 75 yeah 70, 75 yard touchdown drive i think it was only four plays a big efficient drive just kind of slammed the door shut 30 to 7 at that point you're cruising after that and and the chiefs largely did
1: yeah and and one other player that i don't want to neglect to mention because final box score doesn't seem like he stood out, but when the game was close early in this game really stood out, was Clyde edwards Yeah, He finished with 10 touches for like 75 yards, had the two touchdowns, uh, receptions on some of those uh, short little uh, passing plays, Kent, that you were talking about, but averaging 7.5 yards per touch for a player that had a lot of criticism Uh, throughout the first couple years in his career, knowing that this was going to be a big season, his third season. Haven't seen the impact that a lot of people were wanting to see from a first round draft pick for him to come out and play the way that he did uh, and make the impact that he did. He looked fast. He looked physical. He looked like he had that low center of gravity, that contact balance that we all kind of understood that he had coming out of LSU. We saw the impact that I think that most people were expecting to see right off the bat. But with all the criticism that he was getting, it was great to see Clyde step up and play well today.
2: Yeah, and I, yeah, he did exactly what you were kind of wanting to see out of him. I think the offensive line blocked extremely well, and I think he read the, he read the defense uh, really well, too. The running game was really solid. Showed a little bit of burst at times. The thing I really liked, though, the thing that got me excited about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and I think he caught two touchdown passes. He had three catches on the day. That was very encouraging to see because that's something that we've all wanted to see a little bit more out of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. One of the things that we really liked about him coming out of the draft was, hey, this guy's got a lot of ability in the passing game. We haven't seen him catch three passes very often in a game uh, in Kansas City. And so hopefully the, the pass game starts getting uh, you know becoming more common. For him in, in games and more consistent for him because that could be a big game changer in this offense as
1: well. Yeah, and I know Tucker's been monitoring the social media channels, see if any kind of breaking news is happening. He will jump in should he see anything. But I know that Tucker's got a word for us right here from somebody that he, a group that he's very happy with after his day today.
3: They seem like they are one of my best friends today, and I've got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings in Kansas. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in the state of Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. This is what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, When you uh, use that promo code KCSN, when you place a $5 bet on anything, you get $200 in free bets instantly. That's great. They love your time, they're going to give it to you instantly. But if you've got a gambling problem, getting help is your best bet. Call 800 522 4700. Must be 21 years or older, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com Kansas. On behalf of Boot, Hill, Resort, and Casino. Nice. There Great. we go. Great job, buddy. Thank you. You, it.
2: You're killing it. Hey, thank, thanks everybody for watching. Please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave some comments as we celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely dominating the Arizona Cardinals and leave some comments celebrating Craig Stout and Maddie Lane joining us on uh, the KCSN live postgame show right now. Uh, let's get to it, boys. There's Craig. Oh, there's Maddie. <laughs> Hello, boys. How are we today? Craig, how are you feeling today with that defensive performance?
4: I mean, listen, it's only as good as your last game on defense, and this defense is phenomenal. I love it. (laughs) It's great. Steve Spagnuolo had these young guys playing fast, playing physical, playing well. This is way better than I thought that this defense was ever going to start when we were talking about it this offseason earlier this year. I'm ecstatic coming off of this game. Maddie. how are you feeling?
5: I'm feeling great right now. Um, well, actually, I take that back. I only got to see half of this football game on my television because <laughs> CBS's rules were just doinking me on the head left and right. Missed the first quarter. Missed the fourth quarter. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I feel pretty good about it. I got bought by CBS. We're bringing it back this year. and uh, But I feel good. The Chiefs, you know, they were they were blowing them out. I understand the move. And guys, Patrick Mahomes is good. I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's kind Please of sorry. level next level analysis that you can find at KC Sports Network. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, it's a pretty good combination in case you forgot.
2: I thought that was like an intro to an ad for a second.
3: Uh, Craig, we got, oh, before oh, we go there, I gotta go to the news. I got a good stab from Nate Tyser. Not news quite yet. Post game press conferences haven't started, but the Chiefs had 66 offensive plays today, 33 first downs. That uh, seems good. Wow, cool. is that all right? Think about that. Is that good? I don't know. We'll see, we'll find
2: out against the Chargers in four days, mm-hmm. Craig. What do you attribute if you if I asked you to boil it down to just one thing, what do you attribute the defensive success today against Kyler Murray for, uh, to? Like, what is it?
4: One I mean, thing. I, I feel like um, Spags's game plan, uh, Kyler Murray was all sorts of backwards, he didn't know up from down today. He, he was absolutely and utterly confused, missing guys that were wide open, the pressure packages, the coverage calls on the back end. I can't wait to see all 22 to see what they did there, but. Everything was working for Spags in the way that he put the game plan together. I think that ruined it for this Arizona Cardinals offense. And then, you know, the fact that the defense actually executed it well with all these new pieces was the cherry on top. Maddie, the rookies on the defensive side of the ball, we got to see some
2: good looks at them. What was your takeaway on just what we kind of saw the first watch? I know we're going to have to go in and watch a little bit more further, but what did you think about the rookie uh, defensive players uh, and their first taste of real action?
5: Unfortunately, Trent McDuffie got hurt, and we didn't get to see a whole lot more from him. It was just like the preseason, and the Cardinals didn't really go after him at all. So that's good. Like, you like the fact that he's not getting beat at all, didn't get to see much from him, and he got hurt. Jalen Watson comes in to replace him after he leaves the game immediately has a pass breakup. I mean, he gives up the late touchdown, but that was kind of a a difficult situation. So I thought Watson looked good. I'm excited to see McDuffie. Hopefully he's not too hurt because I think he's playing well. And I thought Carl this might've been the second best defensive lineman on the team. After Chris Jones, he was doing great versus the run. He didn't get a ton of pass rush, but that's kind of hard against Kyler Murray. And when you're trying to play contain a little bit, it gets tricky, but I think Chris Jones was clearly the best. And then Carl this, Like I said, I think he looked like he belonged on an NFL field, and he looked like he was messing up some plays.
4: He absolutely was. Yeah, he absolutely (laughs) was. He he was destroying things out there. Chris Jones, if he's going to play like this all season, he's going to have double-digit sacks. Now, you know, he didn't get one today, but he he will have double-digit sacks. We're going to be talking about him as an all-pro. This was a phenomenal start to the season. But George's effort level, relentlessness, And his ability to really give tackles fits all game long made a massive difference for this team. This defensive line got pressure on Kyler Murray despite rushing contain for most of the day. And that's hard to do. You you, you saw it on Frank Clark, one of the unblocked ones. He had to take a wider path because you can't let him escape out into the flat. Had to kind of take a wider path. It is hard to get pressure and to really limit a quarterback that way. They did a phenomenal job of doing... Both of them, Kyler didn't kill him on the ground with his legs, and he didn't kill him through the air. They really just—they did so well with a four-man rush, little blitzes, and everything like that. This is a positive indicator going forward. I was I really impressed- especially—I
5: oh, no, no, no. was going to say—I think especially Chris Jones and Carl Loftus aligned next to each other. That is when you start to—I saw some serious problems that the Cardinals were having when you had those two guys. And you get—you know—Jones is a 3 tech, So he's outside the guard. You have Carl out wide but you almost are guaranteeing if you align it correctly and show the right pressure, one-on-ones for both of them, and the other guy is not going to ever get physically dominated if they're just playing through their blocker. So I thought that was kind of the Chiefs' best look, and whether you want to run a stunt on the opposite side or not, bring some extra pressure, but Carl this and Chris Jones next to each other, I think that's going to be kind of the go-to move for the Chiefs on third downs as the season goes along.
2: Maddie, you mentioned the stunt game, and like that was, you know, they were getting some free rushers there. They were really messing with them. I think that, you know, the end looping inside was was having some success. I think George, uh, was it was George. I know, I know, I know Frank cleaned up one. I can't remember on the other one. There's just a couple that they were able to get through, and this really strong contain rush throughout the game. I thought like they, they played discipline. Honestly, thought like I don't think I saw a ton of coverage busts either. Like I think they were pretty well connected front to back end for the most part of this game. Um, I was I was just, you know, it was a really impressive performance from that defense. I can't wait to see, you know, like the real test, you know, is going to be against the Chargers here uh, in four days. And, and it might be a little bit shorthanded. We're going to find out here um, soon. Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, he made a play, too. I think Carlos Dunlap cleaned up and, and got one of those sacks, got uh, Kyler Murray down. I think they had two or three on the day when it was all said and done. But Carlos, death taxes and Carlos Dunlap getting what? <laughs> what, what is it? He's on pace, Five man. Six
3: and a half. <laughs> six and a half. He's like guaranteed
2: six and a half, half sets. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Let's switch over on, on offense real quick. Uh, I, we went defense first for you, Craig, because you've earned it. I appreciate uh, it. And you did so much in the game plan this week. Um, but offensively, I mean, gosh, th- there's like no – I don't really have a ton of holes to poke in this offense.
1: <laughs> like, Here's a stat. Six – Pass catchers for the Chiefs had at least three receptions in this game. Seems spreading good. the ball around to a bunch of different dudes. Seems good.
2: Uh, it just good play. just a masterful performance. I think play calling, execution, best player in the worlding happened uh, all at the same time, Maddie.
5: Oh, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing was the, the different ways the Chiefs went about doing it. So when the game started, you got a lot of heavier personnel. That first drive, you saw 12, 13 personnel a lot. They ran the ball out of it. They threw the ball out of it. But then as the first half went, I think the Chiefs probably ran as much empty as I've seen them run in a while. They got into empty a lot. They started spreading it out as the game went along and they'd still return to that heavier personnel. But the fact that they were able to, you know, condense it down, get bigger and have success then spread it out and play the quick game and have success. They didn't hit on any of those long shots that they took to McCole Hardman. But I mean, we're talking the difference of a foot or somebody, you know, being just one step faster. And all of a sudden you're finding the vertical game. They hit Travis Kelsey nonstop on these corner routes, just floating it over the second level. Like they were doing whatever they wanted to with whatever personnel out of any alignment that they wanted to. And that's, that's exciting.
4: Yeah. It's incredibly exciting. Everything. Worked. I mean, this is this is kind of what we hoped that the offense could be when we were talking about how diverse they could be. You know, a little bit of run game there, guys that were, can operate more in the middle of the intermediate side of the field. The only thing we didn't see is some of those deep shots, and they were just barely off to McCole Hardman. They definitely had them open. They're still putting it on tape. Defenses are going to still have to account for that the thing that i love and this goes hand in hand with what bj said about the receptions element no player for the chiefs got more than 10 targets nobody got 10 targets travis kelsey with nine that was very few and far between over the last two or three years that you didn't see at least travis kelsey or tyreek hill get double digit targets they spread the ball around they did damage with multiple guys that's what you love to see because as a defensive coordinator, you're sitting there going, Man, we are screwed because we can't take <laughs> away two guys. We can't take away one guy. We gotta account for all of these guys to try and stop this Chiefs offense because they can beat you literally anywhere on the field with anybody. This is this is exactly what we hope would happen.
1: I think you guys have heard me talk about this before, about like the four key stats that you look at that kind of, you can look at the end of the game without even knowing the score being like, I could tell who won based on third down percentage, red zone efficiency, turnovers being the main three. But besides the Juju turnover, besides injuries and the one Juju fumble, this was a clean game by the Chiefs offense. On third down, they go five of eight, convert 63% of the time. And then they go six for six inside the red zone inefficiency of scoring touchdowns you just look at those numbers and you'd be like that team absolutely dominated and then on the defensive side i know you guys talking about the offense but you go back because i just looked up the game book just came out and i was going through all of the cardinals um offensive drives their first eight drives that the cardinals had offensively seven of them were less than five plays mm-hmm. they had one drive the 11 play touchdown drive on their second everything else was five plays or less until they got to the fourth quarter and then the whole game changed and I think there was a bunch of tendency breakers from Specnolo anyway. Uh when and you got backups. to that point in the game and, and backups, backups. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, yeah. This was a clean game on both sides. You look at the key stats that the coaches and everybody will go and look at first when they get on the plane to head back to Arizona or head back to Kansas City from Arizona. And they're gonna look at those they're gonna feel really, really good about what they did. BJ, yeah.
4: I w I wanna stack on to that key stat real quick here for defense here. The Chiefs allowed a third down conversion on third and one on the eighth offensive play of the day for the arizona cardinals these starters did not allow another third down conversion and as a matter of fact they allowed negative yardage on average negative wow. 1.2 yards per play on third down for the day from the starters just an absolutely phenomenal performance on the key down that's the one that we kind of wondered. We'd see how Spagnuolo was going to get these young guys together and how they could play. That was just lockdown all day.
1: Tucker's got Ooh. something for us because he's looking over here going like this. <laughs> Kyler Murray's <laughs> at the podium
3: at the moment. Kyler Murray, his quote, they kicked our ass. Ooh. Well said. <laughs> yep. He's, he's not wrong. <laughs> 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 I, I, I Honestly,
2: I, I, that was the worst I think I've seen Kyler Murray play. And I, I I want to credit the Chiefs a lot because I think that they did some stuff on the back and to help confuse that. But he had some easy chain movers a couple times that he just flat out missed. He had uh, they had a little trip set. They had a little hitch route underneath a couple of verticals for on a third and four. They just easily throw that football. He goes backside to the ISO and tries to throw a fade, and I think the ball gets tipped. And then he misses uh, a, a back in the flat. Looks the entire like uh, the entire opposite direction or tries to scramble out that direction. It was a hot mess for him, and I credit the Chiefs for sure for it,
1: though. I'm going to get your thought. We talked about him right off the top of the show, but Juan Thornhill – I thought one of the biggest plays defensively when the game was still, there was a high leverage play um, after the Juju fumble when they had a short field and we're still 20 to seven. It was the end of the first half. You think Arizona was getting the ball to begin the second half. So they get in the end zone there. They get the ball to start the second half. There could be some sort of momentum change uh, ended up not happening. So I don't want the play to be forgotten about though, because of what it meant in that time. But what did you guys think about the way that Juan Thornhill came out and played? And then after that, Maddie, I do want to ask you about Jalen Watson's pass breakup because we're not going to get out of the show <laughs> without asking you about Jalen Watson.
5: <laughs> Let's go. I mean, well, Juan Thornhill, um, I thought he I thought he played well, especially in coverage. You know, they he was mostly off-screen, so it's hard to see a lot when you're watching a great game. But anytime the Cardinals did try to push the ball downfield, he was playing well, he was playing everything top down. We saw him break on one ball at the sideline, almost make an incredible interception. We saw the pass breakup on the other vertical route. So I thought he looked really good there. If I were to nitpick one thing about the defense, I think some of the passing off a zone between the second level and the secondary is a little loose. It's still, you know, they're all new guys getting used to each other. And I think there was a couple of times where Thornhill and Bolton or Willie Gay were kind of looking at each other or talking to each other after the play that a guy got lost in between them. I'm not saying it's all Thornhill's fault. It's just, that's something you're going to have to deal with. And that was, that's about the only negative I have for much of any of the defense. And I thought, like I said, Thornhill played great playing top down. I think as the year goes on, there's going to be some turnover opportunities there because they were just he was just missing a couple coming from a little bit deeper.
2: Uh, yeah. From uh, Real quick, from Andy Reid's press conference, Chiefs entries mentioned in Andy Reid's post-game. This is from our dear pal, uh, Nick Jacobs' offensive lineman, Trey Smith-Ankle. We'll see how he does overnight. Cornerback Trent McDuffie strained his hamstring uh, Justin Watson hurt his chest. Patrick Mahomes landed on his wrist. Doing all the work on that is the quote from Andy Reid. We don't know the. You're not going to get anything. I know. Anything yeah. Into, yeah. Uh, on on short,
1: in, in general, let alone on a short week where he doesn't have all that information. But uh, the hey, most important yeah. people in the Chiefs facility over the next week, we talked about it before Chiefs, Vice President of Sports Medicine and Performance, Rick Burkholder, David Glover. Tiffany Morton, Evan Kraft, all the people behind the scenes that are going to help try to get some of these players right and get the bodies right of these guys even though it's just been one week. That's a huge game coming up on Thursday night. We'll break that down here in a little bit when we finish uh glossing over this one
2: okay yeah I just wanted to jump in really quick on that okay so Jalen Watson Craig were you about to jump in on that sorry
4: I mean I was going to jump in on what Maddie was talking about the distance between the safeties and the linebackers this is not the best linebacker game for the Chiefs it just really wasn't those two guys they'll be fine I'm not worried about them at all by any means but a lot of lot asked of them to try and contain stuff on the interior. And there was a very clear uh, divide between the deep safeties and the linebackers. That's something that'll get cleaned up. That's a communication thing. And it could just be these safeties trying to protect those boundary corners a little bit more, trying to give them a little more help. They're young. They got a lot of on their plate there. So uh, we'll see that, but we did see that space open up. Kyler Murray was able to hit that quite often. Justin Herbert, Could potentially punish that (laughs) so you hope that that's going to clean up pretty quickly you hope that obviously Justin Herbert's not the same runner that Kyler Murray is maybe those guys can gain a little more depth maybe they can get a little bit more depth try and close some of that up look a little bit better playing there that was really one of the few things along with a couple of tackles that were missed Juan Thornhill did miss some tackles he was great in coverage had a couple of missed tackles Willie Gay had a couple of missed tackles those things got to clean up as well just not trying to paint sunshine and rainbows for literally everything. I'm being very nitpicky here. It is an excellent start and certainly better than any start that we've seen under Steve Spagnolo in a Chiefs red polo. <laughs> Maddie, all right, let's talk about Jalen Watson. He was the one that got opportunities
2: when Trent McDuffie went out over Joshua Williams. I don't know if we're super surprised, but that, that was a little bit of a mild surprise for the seventh-round pick jumping the fourth-round pick here.
5: I think we talked about it all preseason. It kind of was clear that it was pointing towards he's in that competition and he's probably been better during the live reps that we've got to see in games. So no, it wasn't surprising. I think it was smart of the Cardinals to come out immediately and try to challenge him. And the play did look a little funny. I'm not going to say it's the best play anyone's ever made in a football, but I say what Jalen Watson was in the exact right spot, squeezing the receiver to the sideline. And he was trying to look up and find the ball. And he put his hands directly in between the receiver and the ball and made a play on it. Like, I don't mean to say that this is anything bad, but if Joshua Williams steps in that exact same spot as we saw preseason, there's a higher chance that that's a catch. You can get back in here, BG. I see you raising your hand.
1: No, just next-gen stats put out this about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes was blitzed on over half of his dropbacks 54% of the time for the first time in his career. We're laughing because anybody who's been paying attention to the stats says do not do this to Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes threw a career-high four TD passes versus the blitz tied for the most in a game since the next gen stats era started keeping track of this stuff back in 2016 seems good
2: i mean he was like he i was like and i think like uh, they were trying to heat him up a little bit and like i wonder if they're trying to heat him a little up a little bit later in the game too because the i mean they were getting some free rushers he was beating the free rushers but i also wonder if you know hey like this guy's a little bit hurt maybe we can kind of try to you know rough him up a little bit with some free you know he's gonna take a few shots maybe that kind of slows him down a little bit it didn't
5: they saw Simmons try to cover Kelsey one time and figured he got to do something else.
2: <laughs> that was so... Poor Isaiah Simmons, Olathe's own. I'm from Olathe, so I'm not, you know, but they, I, I, said, I, I told him after one play, I was like, they're going to put Isaiah Simmons in the blender today. <laughs> like... It was just it was it was a rough first first position for him. uh,
4: They even and it was reported, you know, like the Cardinals were getting very frustrated. They try they kind of hit Patrick Mahomes late after one of those touchdowns, and Patrick Mahomes pops up and starts talking, starts throwing (laughs) throwing the four fingers up, counting the touchdowns and everything like that. We are already. To petty Patrick Mahomes, mm. and we are <laughs> you one week it. into the season. This is—I uh, am curious to see how long it goes. Obviously, teams aren't going to blitz Patrick like that in in subsequent week. Well, maybe, maybe I hope they do, but they're not going <laughs> yeah, to. No. I, it's just Chargers not don't happen. need to. All right, well, no. We're
1: waxing poetic on Mahomes. If you guys have a drink at home, this is a good time for our toast game. Segment where we pick out a player that we are going to toast for their performance today. And who better than to bring up Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns with a busted hand on the first drive. And this uh, toast game is presented by our good friends at Holiday Distillery in the new Ben Holiday Bottle and Bonded Bourbon. If you are in the Kansas City area and you're lucky enough to have a liquor store near you that still has it available, make sure to go and try that out. But uh, for the performance that Patrick Mahomes had today, can't think of anybody better than to raise a glass to. So if you've got one, raise one. Boys, this one's for you, Patrick. LeVon.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
2: That was fun.
1: Yeah. I mean, probably not the last time we'll do that. I
2: know, but yeah, it, it feels appropriate what that guy did today. And, you know, <laughs> he put five touchdowns on the board. He was flawless, near flawless, and he did it without, you know, one hand, essentially. I mean, he was, like we said earlier at the top, he was having to hand the ball off with his right hand, regardless of the direction of the play, which just scares me to death. Like, I just, I, I, that dude, I'm, that dude's so tough and he'll, he'll gut anything out, but like, I don't know. I don't like the juju of that happening right off the bat in the season. No pun intended. Uh, I just, I didn't like it. I'm nervous, but like, look what he was able to do despite uh, a whole bunch of adversity physically. That's just, it's wildly impressive what that guy's capable of doing.
4: I mean, yeah, we can just sit here and talk about how awesome he is for like days. I mean, that it, it's just, <laughs> it, it really is special to see. And it's special to see that it's not just reliant on one player, two players, we're seeing it still happen without some of the key ingredients. So, cut to. I'm five. sorry, who? Um, key who? ingredients? Just some key ingredients. Who? I, um, who? Uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, who? But I, who? <laughs> no. I, I. I've already forgot a, who. Sorry, no, wait. All I, I saw just was can't a five-touchdown
2: performance and 44 points on the board. I, I just
4: can't wait for week five when they're different. talking about how great the Chiefs' weapons are and how he's been surrounded by great weapons his entire career. <laughs>
1: oh. All right, guys, let's look ahead. I know we have all week to get into the Chargers' performance oh. um, and what they did uh, against the Raiders. It ended up being a closer game at the end than we expected. We didn't watch the entire game uh, being here at the Kingdom Bar. But uh, just get quick thoughts from each of you guys before we say goodbye uh, to Craig and Maddie uh maddie we'll start with you it's kind of kind of i think i just cut you off but um what if on a short week obviously the injuries are going to be a thing that we're going to be paying attention to all week but uh from what you either saw or didn't see based on the cbs rules down where you are or whatever uh <laughs> network was carrying the chargers game what are the the top things that you're kind of paying attention to this week going into this game against the chargers on thursday night
5: had to watch a lot of this game so uh i got i got <laughs> the, two, the the two big ones here the Chargers pass rush, the four-man pass rush, was really good. Now, the Raiders' offensive line is obviously not that great, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, but Khalil Mack looked really good, and Joey is really good. So that four-man pass rush is going to be a lot better than what the Cardinals have, so I doubt you're going to get a 54% blitz rate coming from the Chargers. So things will have to look a little bit different. That's number one, and then on the defensive side, Justin Herbert is really good, too. Like, we're talking all this stuff about Patrick Mahomes. Any Chargers podcast right now is doing the exact same thing about Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, and he is really good. Your cornerback didn't get challenged much in this game because they were playing a lot of zone. They just – Kyler Murray didn't throw that many contested passes. Herbert lives and dies by that. He will wing a ball 88 miles an hour right at the back of a wide receiver and allow him to make a catch, even with the defensive back all over him, and he does a really good job at it. So your corners are going to get challenged, your offensive line, especially your tackles are going to get challenged a lot more in this game versus the chargers. And that kind of might depend on who wins this game is how that battle goes.
4: It is worth noting that the Chiefs did suffer several injuries. We'll see how those play out throughout the rest of the week. It looks like J.C. Jackson will not play this week. Uh, That's that's per Tom Pelissero. And then Keenan Allen went out of this game with a bad hamstring injury late in the game. So those are two key ingredients for them as well. It's not just the Chiefs that are going to be coming into this game with some attrition.
2: All right, you will be able to hear more from us three uh, on tomorrow, eight p.m. Central live KC Laboratory breaking down uh, this game a little bit further. Uh, just have some have more eyes on it, you know, a little bit more time to, to break it down a little bit further, and we'll have more conversations live eight p.m. Central, uh, and maybe even get you ready for Chargers game a little bit. We'll see, Craig, Maddie. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you. Love you. on <laughs>
3: <laughs> my bad sorry Matty
1: <laughs> he just leaves him up there the whole time all right Tucker right back to you bud because you got some quotes from the old Clyde Edwards- yeah D-Lary. I got
3: Clyde and I got an update from uh, Charles Goldman our friend here at KC Sports Network he says Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes says his wrist is sore but the x-rays came back clean Woo! Um, wow so good good they have news an x-ray machine there at heard. the
1: Apparently stadium, they probably wouldn't have the super bowl at a stadium that didn't have an X-ray machine.
3: That's probably a good move. And I got a, got a couple quotes from Clyde after his big day. He said, we feel like no matter the situation, we can figure it out. Also said, who wouldn't, uh, who wouldn't have something to prove after going out the way we did.
2: Mm. I don't think people talk enough about that. And the chiefs haven't talked about it at all. I really like you think about how silent, how radio silent, they've been about that Bengals situation they haven't said a lot and i think it's just one of those like no one cares just go work and i think that's kind of the mantra the mentality that their quarterback carries he doesn't come out and 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 talk much he lets his he lets his play talk i he let it talk today i think he reminded everybody i mean he's gonna be reminding y'all all all season he's gonna be reminding y'all all season Tyreek Hill has nothing to do with the success of Patrick Levon Mahomes. It's always been the quarterback. He's the thing that makes this thing go. And he did it today. 360 yards, 30 to 39, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, flawless game with one hand.
1: If nothing else, this day ended that narrative that was out there by people that were just trying to come up with stuff. And it's lazy analysis, I think, from a lot of national people. it's We saw the the people who see the highlights, and they see Patrick Mahomes throw the ball deep to Tyreek Hill. Tyreek's there and isn't there anymore. They look at Juju be like, Oh, he's not the same guy that he was a few years ago. Despite the fact that Tucker's got a better arm than the quarterback that was throwing, to Juju Smith-Schuster over the last two years. And we know Ben Roethlisberger is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he was a shell of himself when he was throwing to Juju over the last couple of years. We've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. I know on Outside the Trenches, KCS and Update, we were talking about Juju's not getting enough respect from a fantasy perspective of just what this season is going to look like for him. And Kent, you brought up the point about if he his health and if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he's getting 1,200 yards Mm -hmm. minimum just because of the amount of volume that Patrick Mahomes is going to get by throwing the ball around. And we saw that today early in the game in high leverage situations who were they going to if it wasn't Travis Kelsey it was Juju Smith-Schuster across the middle take the one fumble out of it it was a phenomenal performance from Juju in this game Mm -hmm.
2: yeah no he was great I mean there's really not a ton of mistakes that you can point to and there's not a ton of issues like I think everybody played a really clean game even I some of let's talk about some of the rookies on offense really quick Sky Moore one catch, 30 yards, outstanding, you know, through contact. Yeah. Great play it's by a him. a
1: memorable first catch the way that he fought through. And, oh, yeah. my that was great.
2: I mean, there's more to come with him. And then I think about, like, I look at what Isaiah Pacheco did icing that game out. I mean, I know that it wasn't a high-leverage situation, but he ran the ball extremely hard. He ran it well, ran it physical. I wouldn't want to try to tackle that guy. Um, I'm curious to see what his role is moving forward. So, you know, there's a lot of offensive pieces here. You know, the cupboard was never bare. Uh, and, you know, I, I saw this quote from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Aaron Ladd put this out, and Patrick Mahomes, we always believed that we were going to go out there and put on a show. They know They know what they got. They know what they're capable of doing. Nothing's changed about this offense except for the personnel. But this, this offense going to keep humming. They're going to continue to be as productive as, as they've always been. If that defense plays the way they have or the way they did, some really good things are coming for this team, and it's going to come a lot quicker than some people
1: think. Yeah, and there's some good stuff coming this week from us at KC Sports Network. A lot of good content. Don't forget to check out. And if you're watching this video, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel if that's what you're watching. Follow us on Facebook. Wherever you're watching, just make sure you're following us. We've got a lot of great content coming up this week, including ESPN's Matt Miller. will be joining me tomorrow on KCS an Update with his Stock Up, Stock Down report. I'm also going to have 10 things uh, tomorrow, a new show. It's basically 10 observations, 10 stats. 10 records, 10 superlatives coming from uh, this win over the Arizona Cardinals, which is going to be a fun one once you can sit back sit back, and kind of contextualize um, via statistics and different things uh, what we saw today. And then you already mentioned the Casey Laboratory guys, uh, Kent, Maddie, and Craig, who were just joining us going live at 8 p.m. Central Time. Tomorrow, and then don't forget, we've been talking about DraftKings. There's actually a KCSN DraftKings league that for five dollars you can join each week, compete against Tucker, who's apparently on fire. Uh, <laughs> on DraftKings, and uh, myself, I haven't even looked at my DraftKings league, uh, to see how that's doing. But you can join Ken and all of us at KC Sports Network being in that league. Something fun to talk about each week. We'll have all that information out on social media and in our Discord for the paid subscribers of our newsletter. If you're out there, you're watching. If you're somebody who likes written analysis, film breakdowns, all that kind of stuff, uh, go to kcsn.substack.com. You can um, follow all of our written content there. We've got audio, we've got video, we've got written content—little something for everybody here at KC Sports Network.
2: Yeah, uh, it's going to be a big week. Plenty of shows to get you ready for Chiefs Chargers. And I know you know we're sitting here celebrating and, and recapping this game, but I mean, come on! I everybody kind of knows where where the attention turns down. You have to. This is a short week. Arrowhead's going to be popping. Four days from now, the Los Angeles Chargers coming into town. Hopefully, the Chiefs can avenge their home loss last season against Justin Herbert and the, uh, and the Los Angeles Chargers on Thursday Night Football on Amazon. It's gonna be A lot of, good,
1: lot of good stuff coming up. Appreciate everybody watching and doing all of this. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good.
6: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in.